On this week's episode of Bungalow on the Bus, we talk about how Brendan is going to make $600,000 next year. And if I don't, I'll be really sad. Look out for that hooter. Plus, we're in my backyard. Welcome to Bungalow and the Bus. I am the Bus, John Busdecker. If you're going to ask me where I see myself in five years, the answer is Djibouti, Djibouti. <laughs> Brendan <laughs> O'Connor from Bungalower.com. Djibouti. Djibouti. I like that. That's an actual place. I know it is. In Africa. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. Here on Bungalow and the Bus, we talk about all the top headlines in Orlando's downtown bungalow neighborhoods. Yeah, like Winter Park, which is in Orlando, but we still talk about Winter Park yeah. sometimes, and Audubon Park, and Thornton Park, and Soto, and Paramore, and my favorite park, College Park, where we are tonight. We're back in your backyard. Yeah, every now and then, I convince you to come over to my house, Yeah, and uh, you do, and then I ask you to stay, and then you don't. <laughs> Ever. I always, Ever. Say, I always run like, away Brandon, let's have a sleepover. And you're like, no. no. I'm too big to be your little spoon. It doesn't make <laughs> sense. Uh, what was your week like, John? Uh, busy week. Busy week. Cleaning the house. I've had the, uh, a vacation this week. Okay. Cleaning my house up and just sort of doing some things around the house. Also, uh, Christmas was this week. Last week we had our episode, but it wasn't Christmas time yet. No, it was right before. It we was. What did you before. get for Christmas, Brendan? Uh, you know, I got a bunch of different things, but my favorite thing is a National Parks Monopoly game. That's oh. got me, and we still have the game going on. Really? It's, it's like taking over a little table. In what's the room. What's the boardwalk of National Parks? It's Yosemite. Uh, Yosemite. Okay, it is Yosemite, that makes sense. and that I makes own sense. it. <laughs> oh, you got the park place? Uh. Yeah. You got them both. Got them both. I haven't played Monopoly in years. It's fun. I didn't know much. When we started playing it the first time, Scotty had had way too many beers. <laughs> and uh, and he got a little frustrated because he was losing. So that's why it's on hold until he's sober enough for us to play again. You got to play the long game with Monopoly. It's oh, not yeah. not about right away. Well, you know, if I got the money and I land on a square, oh, I'm going to buy it. Buy you it. don't pass them up. No, no, no. Because you don't know when you're going to land there again. Yeah. And I, my kind of luck is I always land on the same squares every time. Okay. Like my dice are broken or I something. I had a waffle maker. Oh. Like a nice one. <laughs> like a nice waffle oh, maker. Oh, no. We're so old. Yeah, but I've been making waffles every day since Christmas. Oh, no. And they're great. Okay. Like fancy waffles? I mean, they're they're nice waffles. Savory they're, ones? Uh, No. I mean, they're breakfast waffles, so there's a little sugar in well, them. Well, it's this new year, right? This will come out on the 1st, and... Uh, and then, are you reflecting on your previous year? What's happened to you? I this don't year? really do that type of stuff, Brendan. You don't? Not really. You don't like I mean, to think about it, or I mean, I, I live. I just live <laughs> in the now. I I kind of do. You're a Buddha. No, I mean, I I mean, I try to do better than the year before, but I guess I don't. I'm not. I'm not one to make resolutions and plans and. Maybe that's why I am where I am in life, but <laughs> you're doing good, man. Thank you. Better than a blogger. Better than some. I had a, uh, I had hired a life coach earlier in the year. And I oh, kinda, yeah, I and remember it, that. That seems really, like ages ago. It really helped. It kind of like shook things up. Uh-huh. I, uh, you know, I'm in a better place than I was at the beginning of the Where's year. Where's she at? Uh, she's doing her thing. Good. Just, just Still a life coach. Just still life coaching. Good. She's also a city planner, but she's life coaching too. Um really smart Lori cox and we've been sending people to her cool yeah she helped me lose 30 pounds but i nice. keep thinking yeah she gave me a lot of tools and part of that is like don't do drugs 
<laughs> well, <laughs> she did say she did. She did say it <laughs> no, specifically. She, she's a good life coach. <laughs> I'm allowed to do drugs. I'm allowed to do Yeah, yeah, do do. <laughs> uh, but it was like, don't do the New Year's resolution thing. Just like set some intentions every week. It's a good and, idea. And, and take your time. And, yeah. And that way you're not beating yourself up for it if you don't meet this arbitrary goal. I don't beat myself up about anything. No, you don't. Nope. And you're not even a pothead. Uh-uh. It just it just comes to you naturally. I went on a Christmas Day hike. That's something I did. Where'd you go? I went to, so we went, the plan was to go to Split Oak. Okay. So my wife and I. The we were preserve go, that was yeah. saved recently from saved development. Saved in quotes. We'll see what happens uh-huh. in five years if that's <laughs> saved or not. What's that county? It's not uh, It's in Orange County. Half of it is. The other half other is half's in, in Osceola. Osceola, okay. So Split Oak, it's sort of southeast Orange County, and I've been there before. My wife had it, so we were going to go check it out. So we hopped in the truck, started driving. We always do this on Christmas. We try to go hiking somewhere, get, get out, get some fresh air, and we get there. We get out. Our dogs get out. We start walking towards the entrance. No pets. No pets allowed. Yep. So, which you I left thought your was dogs, a little you crazy. You tied your dogs no. up at the entrance no. and went in without them. So, which I thought was, I've, I've really never been on too many trails where no dogs are Well, allowed. it's not a public trail more than a, it's it a is. preserve. It's okay. a preserve. But Orange County is the one that runs it, right? Uh, I think it's half and half. Most of it's in Osceola. All right. Well, either way, yeah. couldn't take my dogs. They've got some sensitive species there, you know, like gopher tortoises and but they stuff. They have that in other par- in state parks. Oh, this one they don't want to mess with. Apparently they just want to not. preserve them. They'll build a road through it, but they won't let my dog in there. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> yes. uh, we were like, all right, well, what do we do now? So we ended up looking on the map, and and we decided to go to another one that was close by called Lake Lizzie. Never heard of it. It's in Osceola County, and we were like, well, we're already this far. We might as well keep going a little bit because uh-huh. I might not make it out here uh, again. And it was beautiful. It was it was in Osceola County, off of one ninety two. Long a long hike or uh like two miles, That's not cool. super long. Yeah. And we just did like this loop, but it was really pretty. So Lake Lizzie, go check it out. I love a good hike. I like to go to I like Leonia Preserve where the scrub jays are. Oh, come and I don't even know where that is. You. Oh, and it's like almost Daytona. Ah, uh, and it's these old dunes, and there are these types of blue jays that will come and land on you. Yeah, you can feed them peanuts. Acorns. You're not supposed to. Oh, well, don't. You have to, you have to feed but you them You can, things. but don't. You know, and as a, an environmental you know, scientist, that's what I went to school uh-huh. for. Uh, <laughs> they're endangered here in Florida, right? Scrub jays, yeah, because yeah. they're endemic. They only live in scrub habitats, and scrub habitats are the easiest to develop. Yes. Uh, so there's just less spaces for them. And they don't adapt well to suburban neighborhoods, and they... And they only eat certain things. So, yeah, it's a little hard. But uh, beautiful to go see them. They're like little velociraptors. Uh, we're heading into some freakishly warm weather. Are we? Yeah, for New Year's. It's going to be, we just had the coldest Christmas in 25 years. It was cold on Christmas. It I was, had a fire in my backyard. Oh. Yeah, we lit a fire. I was going to say on purpose? Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you summoned a demon? <laughs> uh, so cold. Like, I was, was. freezing walking my dog. I it, was it was chilly. So but now it's going to get up to like the 80s. We're wow. heading into one of the warmest New Year's we've had in Central Florida. Okay. Right? What's a global weirding? Not everybody has to it. stay home though, right? No big parties. Well, Some big parties. I think there are a lot. I, and I just did a roundup of New Year's Eve events. Really? Yeah, because there were a bunch. I'm not going out. And people are asking me. I wouldn't go out anyway though. So. No. <laughs> I'm going out. I'm going out to the Boogie Nights party over at... Uh, Enzian, I'm not going to hang around with a lot of people. Are you going to dress like Dirk Diggler? I'm going to dress like uh, 
like a studio roller girl. You should dress roller. like roller girl. Oh, I do. That would be cute. I yeah. got the legs for it. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of you, not so much. How but. dare you? <laughs> <laughs> You're right, though. It'd be a little shocking. Nobody would get it. I'd look like a Care Bear in roller skates. <laughs> um, yeah, that's what we're gonna do. You just All gotta right. be careful. But there's some, you know, like there's a uh, there's a Church Street one that's happening. And they're not doing, they usually have a street party. It's six different bars, and they usually have a street party component so people can hang out outside. Yeah. You just hop between the bars. They got rid of the street party component this year because they said because of COVID, it's not safe to do the street party, so everything will be indoors. <laughs> That's literally seems, what it seems. says. Uh, I'm going to use a word that I don't use a lot. What? Antithetical. (laughs) (laughs) I was very surprised. We shared it in our Facebook group, and I was just like, I don't understand. It's going to be the opposite, right? There's reasoning. Yeah, I mean, I know it gets sort of shoulder to shoulder on the street, but at least you're outside. But say that. Just be like, to keep the numbers in check, we won't be doing the street party. Don't say you're canceling the street party because it's not safe, and it's safer because of COVID to be inside. Yeah. No. No. That's not true. No. That's fake news. And I'll say it. Uh, Mitch McConnell, the Senate Majority Leader, just blocked the Democratic attempt to increase our direct stimulus checks from $600 to $2,000. I know. This... Is it? I don't know if this is totally dead, but it might be totally dead. Uh, he's. They're saying they're discussing it. He said, now that I've blocked this, now we're beginning the process of discussing it. They want like, to tie it to other stuff. He does. That's, he, that's, that's what they really want to do. Like election security and yeah. removing legal protections for social media platforms. Yeah, it's the Section 230 thing they want to get rid of. I hate bundling. Can it not just be its own? Can it not just be about checks? Uh, why, so why do they so have originally it wasn't because originally it is tied to a larger bill and the that stimulus. the six hundred dollars one yeah, yeah yeah and now they wanted to just do one that was two thousand and they don't want to do it and there's all politics all politics Brendan this gives me highs. all I do is I, I just want my two thousand dollars payments are, are did you get your payment yet accounts what did you get your payment yet no the six hundred dollar one I haven't I, I looked but I haven't got it yet the first one like earlier first in the one year? I got yeah yeah yeah. yeah. The six hundred dollar one. No, it started hitting people's accounts as early as Tuesday. That's what they said. And uh, I didn't see any pending things yet. But if you want to check, what are you going to buy? Just going to pay off some bills. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You can go to irs.gov to check your get my payment section. You just click on that. Last time I was on it, like every day, like where's my payment? Where's my payment? payment? (laughs) Then I finally got it. I checked it today and it was down. So yeah, they're they're still everybody wants their payments. Uh, there's more, there's a more infectious variant of the coronavirus gaining speed in the UK. Oh just, yeah. And here, they said that it's here in Colorado, I think California. Yeah, that was the first American case they just discovered it in Colorado. And the man had not even been to the UK. So really? he got it from somebody else Uh-oh. who had just gotten back or something. 70% more infectious, they say. That's not good. I know. Another reason not to go out. Nope. That's why we're in my backyard. Yep. It is. But. I'm still gonna. I just got a sequin jumpsuit that I really want to wear out to this boogie well, that, party. That, that keeps COVID away. It does sequin jumpsuits, <laughs> but like you can't just sit at home in your sequin jumpsuit. No, that, I mean it's gonna spoil gay. in 2021. Yeah, too gay for me. You, know, you gotta go out in it. Uh, Orlando Weekly just a really great roundup of things that happened this year. I thought it'd be fun to go through. Yeah. That. yeah. Okay. Let's do ready? this. And you keep an eye on the time in case. All right. Uh, COVID. Cre- just cratered, they said, the local tourism industry. All right, yeah, and we've talked about this several 
times on our show that, you know, people aren't traveling, which means uh, hotels aren't booked and, and amusements aren't booked. And uh-huh. I mean, there's people still at the amusement parks, at, at the theme parks. Theme parks have been selling out all this week. They're, yeah. They're turning people but away. But they're still not what they normally are during. No. During regular holiday season. The parks used to brag that they never, you know, closed no matter what. I yeah. Think Never like closed once, maybe for a hurricane, and then uh, a little bit like half a day for nine eleven. Yeah, and that's it. <laughs> they let everybody else back yeah. in. Uh, so it's it's been hurting them. Black Lives Matter. Uh, we had a mural installed downtown. Yeah, and, and several protests and marches and all that. Some say the the mural was uh, meaningless and empty without actual policy. When you changes. say the mural, the one on the street. Yeah. yeah, the one on the street right by Lake Eola. Okay, which some people were mad about. Yeah. What do you think about it? Uh, I mean, I know the person. I mean, the person who wanted it, one person that wanted it, Commissioner Regina Hill. I mean, she got some uh-huh. kids to come out and help paint it, and maybe there was discussions there. But I see the other side of that too, where yeah, I mean, painting something on the street is just painting something on the street sometimes, and and real action is a lot harder than it's, painting. It's kind of it's hard to talk about sometimes, right? So like we, especially I, you and I. I, I mean, you know. Scotty two white guys. Two white guys. <laughs> but it's comparable to when they painted the bandstand uh, rainbow. True. Right after Pulse. And uh, and a lot of people, everyone loved it. But I remember Scotty bringing <laughs> Except for Scotty. Except for Scotty. <laughs> yeah, who's sitting in the corner in the darkness. That's stupid. Yeah, it's too many rainbows. And I remember being like, who's against rainbows? Who cares? What's wrong with you? But now that I've had time to like meditate and ruminate on it. I think he was right because, like, at the end of the day, do we have any more rules against our policies against semi-automatic weapons and city limits? No. Did the did our our mayor, who's very pro-gun, he loves hunting. Did he do anything on the books to stop something like that from happening again? Not really. But we have a lot more. What do you rainbows. say? Something like pulse is pulse. what you mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know. Let's yeah. see. And I mean, now we're in the middle nice, of, we but you're some, right. I we mean, got some gang warfare stuff happening. Yeah, in Orlando, Orange all. I mean, Orange County, not just Orlando. Nobody talking about gun control. <laughs> Are they going to get a rainbow bandstand too? That's all I have to say. Next thing was uh, our Orlando sports bubble. Everybody came down to Orlando to play sports. Yeah, well, the NBA mostly. NBA, oh, and the MLS, MLS, WWE. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wrestling. They were here, too. They were doing some wrestling at the Amway Center. And uh, audiences are slowly being allowed back into the stadium for Magic Games and Solar Bear Games. The Magic just started. They started last week, and uh-huh. I think they're limited to, like, 4,000 fans or something like that. Yeah, you can see. We just saw the game. Uh, we just saw a game. Maybe, or maybe that was the Cheez-It thing on TV. <laughs> that's here. That's the Cheez-It here Bowl. Cheez-It Bowl. It's true. <laughs> I love saying Cheez-It Bowl. <laughs> Cheez-It but the Bowl. Solar Bears, they start this week right the 29th i thought they started i don't know i don't know sports ball right yeah yeah uh and murder hornets remember murder hornets kind of so made up right people eat them really you can eat they're a delicacy there's a murder hornet sushi you could get in japan wow yeah so like don't be afraid it's just flying dinner that's crazy (laughs) uh we have our top 10 most read stories on oh i want to hear this okay number one number wait no start at 10 number okay uh, ask. It was an ask bungalower where people write in a question, and I look into it. And it was about the Seven Eleven Mills Fifty. What's happening to the Seven Eleven Mills? Still 50? don't know, right? They're tearing it down. And they're building a big fancy retail strip. Okay. Mm-hmm. Answer. 
or question answered. Question and so boring, but it was still <laughs> number ten. Number nine, mixed use apartment project coming to Hourglass District. I just wrote about this. Oh wow! I know, which says how crazy it is. Viral. That it came in at number nine, going viral, and that's for in the Hourglass District. Our buddy Giovanni uh, is building a big old building. That was unexpected. Everybody Which thought we'll have apartments and restaurants, and we were there two weeks ago having having beers and, and Mexican food. Uh, number eight was a roundup of things you could do in Orlando without seeing anyone. That was at the beginning of the pandemic. <laughs> really? Yeah, and yeah. it was like you could go. Here's some cool parks you could go to, and I like it. Where you can rent a very COVID esque. Thank you very much. Yeah. that's what inspired it. Parliament House closing this weekend, hosting Last Dance. That was number seven. That was a big. That was a big news event this year. Huge. They still haven't saved that sign. Oh no, it's getting graffiti all over it. They won't let them take it down because there's a tax lien. Yeah. So you can't remove anything. What a mess. from the building because there's mess. a tax all that lien. Is. On it. And then, like like a week after it closes, it just looks like it's been closed for fifty years. Right, didn't take much. No, it was really just you know a couple of gay guys hanging out front that made it look lived in. And as soon as those gay guys were out, it was like, oh, that is a dump. let's go tag that place. Right. <laughs> uh, we had a couple House of the Days. We had a House of the we'll Day. Skip those. We had number six. Number five was a House of the Day, but it was like the Stub Studio up at Altamont Springs. Oh. Gorgeous, beautiful home. Number four was an interactive map of confirmed COVID-19 cases by zip code. Oh. You could just go I look looked to the at map. that. Not a ton in my zip code, which was good at the you know, time. At the time, but now. Could be different. Hot spot. Uh, number three, Dandelion Cafe closing after 14 years of business. Oh, yeah. And that was a little were, bit of a controversy because the, the staff is the one that. They're kind of the ones that part, closed they, it. They, they might have pushed it exacerbated it. yeah yeah. they might have been closing anyway but they sort of pushed it that way they the, they wanted to form a mini union there yeah they wanted a union they told the bosses maybe. that and the bosses were like because they wanted more money per hour they wanted to raise get a, a wage raise uh, which who doesn't right and they said and the owners were like well we can't afford it uh-huh even if you have a union took like, their ball and went home yeah so they <laughs> said well you know what let's just close, close it, it up close it up we'll go right. online sell the rest of the stuff we're done now there's a new restaurant moving in. Kaya. It's by the Cadence people yep. who do omakase dinners. Yeah. So $700 meals. Number two was Olaf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's expensive. Uh, Olaf, voice actor Josh Gad, reading books to kids on Twitter every night was number two. Oh. I know. It's not even local. Not even local. Did what it went went viral. It did really well. And then number one was Lucky's Market closing all locations. So really? We, I think we broke that story. Ah, right before everybody else. Speaking of Lucky's closing, I saw Sprouts was opening in yeah. uh, Colonial Plaza over in, there at Bumby and Colonial. And I haven't written about that yet. I but saw it in the Orlando Sentinel. Your your or, your competitor. So, <laughs> not really. <laughs> and or and uh, the Business Journal, I think, broke it. Yes. Yeah, and I don't. I but like, I guess they. It. So Lucky's and all those like different. Grocery store chains, besides Publix and Walmart and, and Winn-Dixie, they they all closed before the pandemic, or like right when the pandemic was about to hit. Right. When everybody needed to go to the grocery store. They looked out. If they could have, I mean, I don't know if that would have saved them totally, but it might have kept them in business for at least those a year. Those first couple months, though, people were hitting up oh, those yeah. grocery stores, just oh, yeah. loading up. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't go out as much as I used to. I have to go to the grocery store a lot, even now. I would just open like toilet paper depot. Why not just do <laughs> like a idea. toilet paper pop? Yeah, up? toilet paper delivery. If we close back down again, yeah. we should just do a toilet yeah. paper. I like that. Toilet paper we, delivery. We, TPD. We get a toilet paper delivery service. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, twice a year. Just really? Just twice, twice a, a year. year. How many 
rolls are you getting? It's a gigantic box of toilet paper. It's like papers. a pallet of yeah. toilet paper. <laughs> it really is. It's like, I don't use God. it. One square at a time, you know? You don't no. have to do much. Yeah. How are, we, are we good on time? We're good. Uh, rabbit otters in Delaney <laughs> Park. Really? Yeah, they just found some. So, wow. so there's a 60-day rabies alert all along South Ferd Creek Avenue in the Delaney Park neighborhood, just the south of downtown Orlando. Stay away from those rabbit otters. If you if your pet has been bit by a wild animal, you got to call Orange County Animal Services immediately. Yeah, don't don't just sit on that man, or your dog will turn into pet cemetery and steal <laughs> your wallet. You don't know what's going to happen. And then we've got lake alerts out the wazoo. I guess it's just not a safe time to go into our friendly neighborhood freshwater lakes. There's a lot of algal just, blooms. Oh, I thought it was poo. Now, this time it's like toxins from algal Really? Mm-hmm. And I've seen a lot of people fishing right now just because pandemic. It's fun to get outside. Lake Highland has just been shut down. And Lake Formosa. I would eat a fish from a lake in the city. There's five lakes where they suggest you should do it. And I've always wanted to do, John, like a juxtaposing map that shows water quality data juxtaposed with where they're trying to get you to go fishing. Right, because I want to know how clean this lake is that you're telling me to, that I could go get a largemouth bass. And some from. of them are big lakes, and so and when I think, I guess I think the county has bigger lakes than the city does. Um, so when you get out to like Windermere or even yeah. South Orange County, like like Belle Isle, I mean those lakes are big. Clear Lake, yeah, that's a big one. Would you eat? A, would you eat a fish out of there though? No, I wouldn't. No, because no. it's all that's that's how we treat our lakes right now. It's just like runoff ponds. Oh yeah. So everything just everything just runs into our lakes, and they're not clean anymore. No. So the things that are in there, they're just swimming around and all that crud. If you cast a line and catch a grocery bag. <laughs> Thank you. Not a good sign. Take it home and throw it out. That's all I <laughs> all have to right. say. Let's take a break. Take a break. And we'll come back and uh, tell you about Scott Maxwell yelling at Visit Orlando. I know. This is Erica for Orange County Library System to tell you about these three things. Get the whole family moving with an energetic workout class. Family Zumba is a virtual event on January 9th. You'll dance your way to fitness. DIY Microphone Build is an online class on January 11th. The Melrose Center team will show you a ground-up build of a condenser mic followed by a Q&A. Cuisine Corner with Hungry Pants is a virtual event on January 12th. The owners of the popular restaurant Hungry Pants will make their delicious muamara spread so you can spice up lots of different dishes. For information on these three things and much more, visit OCLS.info or call 407-835-7323. Orange County Library System is your place to learn, grow, connect. Welcome back to Bungalower and the Bus. I am the Bus John Busdecker. And I'm a piece of toast that looks like Buddy Dyer, Brendan O'Connor from Bungalower.com. Nice. Thanks. Yeah, I haven't seen Mayor Dyer in a while. Uh, I did. I saw a picture of him get with the mayor, with Mary Demings. Yeah, yeah, no, I saw him too. Looking, looking a little uh, quarantined, you <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> uh, get, ready to, get ready to hibernate, baby, you know what I mean? <laughs> like uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not even gonna answer like, that uh, one. They're up on a wall and they might 
might suffer a big fall and all the king's horses and men couldn't put them back together again. You I'm know not going to talk about that, Brendan. No. <laughs> I'm not shaming him. A I'm little bit. It's bad on the scene. You know, he's looks like someone you'd want to cuddle up on. <laughs> like a... Like a big old beanbag chair that was hugging you back. Yeah, I yeah. just haven't seen him in a while. That's yeah. all I said. Yeah, that's all I said, too, you know, with some other stuff. Brendan, here on Bungalow and the Bus, <laughs> we talk about all things uh, downtown Orlando and the surrounding yeah. neighborhoods. We weight shame our political, <laughs> political You leaders. do. I yeah, don't. Yeah. <laughs> Never. I respect it. <laughs> just happy to be here, John. <laughs> if you like what you hear, go to bungalower.com. And if you really like what you hear, follow Bungalower on Instagram. Facebook and Twitter. Please and thank you. Yeah. Before the break, we teased you. We were going to talk about something that Scott Maxwell got a little bent out of shape. A little, about. A little feisty. A little feisty. Got That's a little what you sassy. do on Twitter, though, right? You call people out. Call, call them out. So visit Orlando, the tourism agency that's in charge of spending money to make it look like they're attracting people to come to Orlando. Uh, just hired a new director, new yeah. CEO. Big job. Yeah. The, the, the last person retired, left, resigned. What was his name? George Aguel? Yes, Aguel. Aguel uh, has been replaced by Cassandra Mate from Visit San Antonio. Yeah. Had you, have you ever visited San Antonio? No. I have. She obviously didn't do a good job. <laughs> <if> I, <laughs> I, I've been to San Antonio. Now, I wouldn't say because of marketing. Okay. Uh, my, my wife's sister lives there. <laughs> That's that's it's good all marketing. Right, though. I went to the Alamo. It was fun. You liked it? Eh, it was all right. I, I mean, worked at a steakhouse called Lone Star Steakhouse, and everybody had to have like a Western name. Yeah, what was My yours? My name was Alamo. Oh, I yeah. figured you would have been a little more drag queen creative. At that time, I was in the You're closet. You're still. <laughs> <you know? laughs> just uh, didn't know how to talk to anyone. So, so they hired Alamo. this woman. Uh huh. To replace uh, yeah. Mr. Agwell. And so Scott Maxwell from Orlando Sentinel was like, was like, hey, man, uh, that's great, but maybe now they can be more transparent and share information because the old guy never did that. And we don't know how much they make and if they get bonuses and what that's like. Because part of this is a, a public-private partnership, publicly correct? Fun. Yeah, mostly Not public. all of it, though. Most of Some it. of it is. I want to say, I don't know the ratio, but it's oh, a, right. a lot of it is. It's taxed off. All right. But some of it is like membership dues, I think. Yeah. I think some of these member organizations pay into it. So some of that goes to salaries as yeah, well. Yeah, which I is think. also crazy because then they're really only representing their members. They that's, are. That's what I don't understand. So they're they're represent primarily like their big stakeholder well, members. Well, that's who, I mean, I mean if I was a member and I'm paying dues, I would want them to promote yeah, but me. but if the bulk of your funds are coming from public coffers, they should be representing- True the region as a whole and True. maybe some smaller people yeah uh i i kind of went off on them before like many episodes ago and i got some emails about it <laughs> like they do great work i'm on a board and i love them and all right. leave them alone that's good people are listening <laughs> yeah so anyway this woman's coming to town and <laughs> and uh yeah, and Maxwell, they got the answer guess what? how much he gets paid so i i guess before we get too far on this uh, I, I guess I thought I knew what the former guy made. Like, if you'd asked me, I would have thrown that number up. Maybe not exactly, but I would have been close. He made six dollars Yes. Yeah, yeah. $200,000 of which were, like, bonuses. Bonuses. $200,000 in we've, bonuses? We've had this conversation before. Girl, we've had it over this, I Girl, think. you're running a rub and tug parlor if you got $200,000. <laughs> I've be, always said- You better be dancing in the red light I, district I for that kind of money. I don't belittle people for making money. 
Like I, I, I think if you're somebody who is done well, oh, in I'm your just, life, I'm clearly just jealous. <laughs> yeah, and if somebody's willing to pay that, more power to them. But there is a little bit of a transparency issue because some of it, it some of the money does come from public funds. And that's what Scott Maxwell's always exactly. harping on them about. Is like this is public funds. You got to be more transparent about who's getting what and, uh, and and the reasoning behind those numbers. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, to I, be fair, I, I might argue like you know. Maybe the lady, the woman should should get here first. Well, it's, and she sounds experienced, right? Oh yeah, no, so, she's worked her, at Visit Dallas, and but her salary is three hundred ninety five thousand a start. Yeah, two hundred thousand dollars less. Why is that? It could be because she just started, and it's a base salary. And it sounds sexist. It, to me. it could be that. Right? I have no idea. It could be, you know, maybe in a year of pandemics and everybody cutting back, you can't look like you're taking. That's true. Six hundred thousand, but at least you're taking a God, measly three hundred ninety-five thousand. Six people's good salaries, you know, like well, hundred I mean, thousand. The other question is like, what what do you pay somebody to oversee the most visited tourist destination in North America or maybe the world? I want to know what the job is. I guess now I would love to see. Like, what is your job? What's your day to day? What do you? Oversee? I don't know. You oversee the newsletter. You know, no, like, is your newsletter no VR? Like what? Do Bigger you, stuff. It's just, but like, what kind of stuff? And it should be kind of extravagant. I I just want to be wow. I mean, does the I mean, does the president of UCF should that person make more or less than six hundred thousand yeah. dollars? Yeah, I think so. Okay, so they that how much should they make? I think two hundred thousand is okay. Good, is they they make a lot. Plus, that's a public that's a public job too. It's true. I don't know. And again, it all just comes from like, where's mine? <laughs> <laughs> how, do I, how do I get that job? And is it? I'm not going to get it for making fun of them on the radio. I'll tell Probably you that. Not. No, it won't happen. Uh, Sprouts. We already talked about that. You know the Mawardies. No. I might get in trouble for this. These no. are the guys that own Mathers Social Gathering. Oh, okay. Celine, Antiques, Robinson Room. What's the Wellborn Hotel? Which is beautiful. All oh, beautiful. Great properties. Uh-huh. Love it. The turkey Sandwich at Robinson Room? Killer. Yeah. Best turkey sandwich in town. Okay. You're, I'll take you there and I'll okay. buy it for no, you. It sounds it's more good. than $5. You won't want to pay okay, for it. Okay, that's good. But delicious. I'll pay the first $5. All right. <laughs> I'll get any <laughs> of the, uh, the extras. Delicious. Uh, they are buying property outside of downtown. They've really focused on downtown since they started, like with Tier Night Club. That was yep. their first property. Now they just bought three buildings in Mills 50. Really? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Which three? The Kittinger building, which is like a little printer building right by Will's Pub. Yep. Uh, they bought right next to Will's Pub, the they call it Dirty Laundry. It was like an old laundromat. Oh, yeah, yeah. So they could have added parking for the Kittinger building. Because parking in Mill City is crazy. It's a pain unless you park in the neighborhoods. And the, and the city won't let you do that necessarily. You have to prove that you have X amount of spots if you're opening anything that's food and beverage. And it's usually like at least 11 spaces. And you can't get 11 spaces in Mill City no, anywhere. No. There's actually somebody apparently just bought the lampshade fair. Who I called today because I have a lampshade question. Oh, They're up they in Winter you? Park now. Did they help you? Uh, yeah, I need to go up there. I have an old lamp that I want a nice shade for. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm in the shade. Uh, yeah, I'm looking for a shade. <laughs> I got shade. Shopping boy. for a shade. I got shade. All the shade you'll need. I'm in the shade market. Um, just keep an eye on that because that battery's getting low. We got to keep an eye on it. Do you got to tell our, all of our secrets that well, we you know. aren't in a studio somewhere? <laughs> we have a <laughs> little tiny recorder. Out, we already told everybody we're hanging out on your porch. <laughs> uh, 
And the third building is the building where Retromended and Ritzy Rags are right next to yeah. Taco China. Yeah. And, uh, and Retromended's already moving out because the rent went up. So, oh. And they don't have any plans of putting someone in there. They're not doing their own concepts in there. They just bought it so they could own it and rent it out. Interesting. Yeah, interesting. Mills 50, man, hot market. Hot market. Everybody wants to do stuff at Mills 50. People, people like walk in and pay... I think more people support multiple businesses in Mills 50 in one night than they're prone to do in other neighborhoods. Because it's one street and you can start on one end and, and work guess. your way down. And they're all kind of like classy, good, award-winning venues. Like there's a lot of those in Mills 50. They're still like grumpies. I was going to say, there's still some still some vacancies there and yeah. some, some dead spots. Like? Uh, just like gaps between. I mean, okay. you couldn't go one to the next to the next to the next. Like, you got to no. walk a little bit. Uh, well, since we're talking about food, do you want to? Fayez just released a really good 2020 roundup of what he thinks are the best restaurants to open in 2020. Really? Yeah, over I didn't see that. Orlando Weekly, Fayez Cara. Uh, we'll start from the bottom again. He loved Bow's Castle. Uh, number five was Papa Llama. In Curry Ford West. Problem is, I don't get to all these restaurants. You probably do. I get to a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah. Papalama is delicious. They did a lot of pop-ups. It's Peruvian, but like higher-end Peruvian, so you're paying a little bit more than what you are probably accustomed to if you're eating Peruvian food. Uh, Winter Park Biscuit Company in the East End Market. I haven't been there yet. Delicious. They got veg. It's all vegetarian. Vegan. You could be bringing your lady I friend. I will. All right. Uh, Tableau Winter Park. That's the Indian place. We're going to be recording there in the new year. It sounds good. It's so good. I John. like Indian food. They opened a place off. It's on Park Avenue, but it's like tucked away. Uh, and they have a big fake tree in the front. It's cool. Like it looks, you don't expect it from Park Avenue. It's never crazy busy. I think they do a lot of their business online, but I, you'll like it. I can't, right, we'll I love take some Indian pictures food. so people can see what it looks like. Russell's on Lake Ivanhoe was number two. We were there like three weeks ago. And loved it. Yeah. Uh, didn't love the salmon as much as That's okay. Maybe that, that just wasn't great that night. Yeah. The salmon at House on Church. That was great. Game changing. It was very good. Did not make his list. That's so okay. I guess he hasn't been there yet. Knife and Spoon Grand Lakes was his number one. Oh, well, that's like other side. I'm spending $1,000 a night yeah. staying somewhere, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, it's we don't get invited to those fancy places. He has some honorable mentions, and so we'll put it in our top ten things roundup so you can see it there. Uh, we've had a couple of roundups come out, like pizza chefs. roundup. I saw it. Thank you. Yes. You like my pizza map? I was like, "Where's the nearest Pizza Hut?" <laughs> I did get, I did get in trouble. I know. We have two layers on this pizza map: an interactive pizza roundup of everything. Way outside of our coverage area. Too. Yeah. But you had to do all these addresses? I did it all by oh hand. Oh gosh. So there's the yellow layer, which is like Pizza Huts and Domino's and yep. stuff. And then the red layer was like the best. I call or purple rather. It was purple. And uh and that's all based on people's recommendations. We did a survey on Instagram for their favorites. And if you want to know where all the best pizza is, go check it out on our map. And we have a little a little box square, easier for you to click through to it. And uh, I love doing maps. Where's your favorite pizza? I think um, I love Prado. I think 1803 has a strong pizza game. Really? In Park. Yeah, I like their pizza. Okay, in Audubon Park. Great. I sauce. didn't go that week when you did an episode there. Yeah, you missed out. It's really, I really like their pizza. All right. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, but it's it's also kind of tough because then you get a lot of emails from people from Brooklyn and New York, and they're just like, "This is a pizza. This is all 
crud. Whatever. I hate this. But they're not saying crud. They're all cussing. Yeah. yeah. I like. I mean, I go to Del Dio when I can, which is over off of Colonial. Oh, they're members. Very, very good there. But I live in College Park, and so I have a number of pizza places. Uh, Tornatore's is good. Well, I'm glad you brought that. And up. Anthony's is good too. Anthony's also good. They have that Supreme one at the Thornton Park. We've one. just been start. It just opened a few months ago, and we started going there. Uh, the Tornatore's Italian Market. They have or Tornatore's just opened an Italian Market next door. They expanded yes. into the space. I haven't next been door. there yet. I just went yesterday. They've been that sign has been there for months, so I think they've been wanting to open it. They did, and as soon as they turned the light on, Scott Joseph. Go- he must live near here because he was like there. They said he just like came out of the bushes, really, and got all the info and wrote a story that afternoon. I think they gave away free pizza today because uh, oh. they were doing this thing. I guess bad bad A's sandwiches was uh-huh. giving away free sandwiches. Yes, so Tornatore's wanted to do the same thing, <laughs> so they gave away free pizza. Inspired by that, smart. I like that. Yeah, give it anybody back who to was people. hungry could get a free slice they of do pizza. Good pizza too. They make uh, they do vegan pasta. They no, do no egg if you need to get some pasta. They also have frozen pizzas there they that do. are great. Like you can just pop them in the oven; they're ready in twenty minutes. Stromboli's. Yep. Uh, gelato. This is on Edgewater, just just uh, in Tornatore's. College Park. I'll have a post up by the time that this airs. All right. uh, we had our roundups. What did we say? Chefs that really shined this year. This is a roundup that our our Misty Heath did uh, for last month's zine issue, our little magazine print issue that we put out every month. And she highlighted like people who are doing pop ups, things people that got outside of their kitchen. Uh huh. So if you want to not sit in a restaurant and do something a little fancier, you can go check out that roundup. We talked about home kitchens too, people that are cooking out of their homes and then selling mostly on Instagram. Yep, this pizza guy. Everyone's talking about him. Brad's underground. Uh huh. I want to go pizzeria. get some. I haven't got any yet. He he amaz- He apparently does like a deep dish. Pizza. I hear he makes Detroit pizza, and I'm very interested. All right. Mm hmm. Let's, he sells out in minutes. That's what I hear. Yeah, you can't get them. Same with if he's listening. I'm we from want Michigan. I'm from Detroit. <laughs> I will eat your Detroit pizza. Uh, or I'll if let you guys you know. know him, let him know. We want to get it. I could probably get some from okay. him. Okay. We could probably do like a special order. We'll do I some would love photos. it. Jeff's Bagel Run in Winter Garden. This guy's making bagels. Apparently, some of the best bagels in the region. Really? Out of his house. That sounds great. I, I think so, too. I like a good I'm bagel. Not a ba- I mean, I like bagels, but I'm not like a bagel snob. I like it when they're boiled, so you get that little skin that you can pull uh-huh. off. You know, I like that. Do you like a lot of cream cheese bite. or a little bit of cream cheese? I don't really like cream cheese. Really? Yeah. I like just a little bit. No. I, I like wanna... to taste the bagel. Uh, butter. You're a butter man. I'm a butter guy, or I like a little sandwich on them, too. My mom used to make my sandwiches for hi- in high school. Oh. She used to make them with bagels. That's nice. Yeah. I yeah. will do that when I have leftover bagels. I'll make a sandwich with them. Oh, so good. Yeah. A little bologna sandwich mm-hmm. on there. Don't tell me. I haven't anybody. had bologna forever. I know. I shouldn't either. It's too salty. I want to get some. <laughs> the kind that's shaved. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Who's going to give us bologna? If you're listening, <laughs> give us some bologna. We're full of bologna. We don't need any more. Uh, Bruno Fonseca, he's a chef that's been doing the Foreigner pop-up. Yes. Over at the Heavy and some other venues. Uh, he just secured a brick and mortar. I know. I made a joke on his Facebook page. Oh. I, don't, I don't know if he got it or not. What'd you say? So he's, so he was mentioning how he's opening up this restaurant, Audubon Park, called Foreigner. And I made a joke about uh, all the menu items being inspired by the band Foreigner. And I said something about jukebox hero sandwiches and cold as ice cream and just <laughs> and cold as ice. I don't know if he, I mean, maybe he got it, maybe he didn't, but uh, I thought it was hilarious. I'm sure he was getting bombarded. Maybe. You know, he got just too many people messaging uh-huh. him. 
And he, we knew he was opening, that he had a space. He wouldn't tell us where it was. And we were heckling a man, heckling him about He's it. He's going for weeks. by the Bluebird Bakery, right? Right, right in Audubon Park across the East End Market. Yeah. Wish him luck. It's cool. going to be called Foreigner. He's dropping the Foreigner experience just, just foreigner. foreigner. And it's going to be Omakase, which means like chef's table. Nice. Right? 10 seats. That's it. Him right in the middle, just serving up. But the price point is like a hundred to one hundred and seventy bucks. How do they? How do they have two of those places in Audubon Park? I because like, the other that... one is uh, Cadence. Yeah, they do like, well. I, I know they do, but like, I mean, I guess they just draw people from. You're on the edge of Winter Park over. and there's Baldwin some, Park. And... Yeah, Baldwin Park. Uh, those neighborhoods uh, got a little bit more money right. for those things. You know, Are there... more power to them. Cadence uh, is delicious. I've gone once. Yeah? Uh-huh. I've never been. I went there for a special dinner, too, that I can't talk about okay. on the radio. No. It's also fantastic. No. Get arrested. Yeah, I don't don't want that. Uh, and actually, this his this new space, Foreigner, is getting backed by the people behind Bento. Ah. Right? The Bento group. Now they're called, I think, Ome, Omai, Omai uh, <laughs> Restaurant Group. And they're behind also Mamak, that... Yeah, the Asian, Asian street food on, place. Yep, on Colonial. Uh, they also have their fingers in uh, Taglish, which is that Filipino place. And then they've been trying to build this their corporate offices right just up the street in Mills 50 for, I, I feel like, two years. They're not like rushing it. They're just kind of slowly progressing. But it's no longer going to be just their corporate offices. It's going to be a food hub. Yeah, did, did we talk about this last week? No. Or we, oh, we, okay. I just got all the info on it. Did, what, did we talk about it last we, week? Maybe we talked about it off air. Oh, okay. So they it's want to like do a food hall. Yeah, it's like a food hall, but it's not just going to be all these other people. It's going to be more like, uh, they called it three stages. So it's people that they're incubating, just random ideas. And maybe they're only available online. Really? Right? Really? So, so somebody can finally do my my uh, gourmet meatloaf idea. They could. All right. And then if it takes off... Then they give you a real brick and mortar. I love it. And if the real brick and mortar does well, then they help you franchise that's it. That's a great idea. And that's what they specialize in is franchising. Okay. Because Bento is blowing up. Gourmet meatloaf. Isn't that cool? Little tiny. Ah. So so like you think about the whole muffin or the cupcake craze. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Everybody was making cupcakes. Now we just make little cupcake-sized meatloafs. I'm into Boom. it. Boom. Little like fancy mashed potatoes. On yes. Top. Like like in a weird design. People would eat that. I'd eat that. I would eat that. Shooters, you know? Because, like, you have meatloaf. You have the regular meatloaf. (laughs) Uh But then think of all the things you could throw in meatloaf to make it different. Like what? Uh, Elk meat. Oh. Yeah. Maybe you you mix up the meat. Maybe you have, like, a a spicy uh, Mexican meatloaf or maybe, like, a Thai-inspired meatloaf. With, like, peanuts. Exactly. Are you going to do this? I would love to. But you make them in little like cupcake sized versions of it maybe not like a cupcake i still want oh, like, like mini loaves like a meat pie kind of size yeah or you make them big and you just slice it off oh like a tartine yes oh i like that yeah so anyway whoever wants to do the well, the gourmet meatloaf idea yeah have at, least, at, it. at least invite us to come eat it because we just spilled it all or name it after me we okay on time yeah we gotta hurry though we're almost out of time. okay matt palm is taking on uh inclusion and oh theater. yeah he's been writing about this for uh all year i think all year yeah it's a series he's calling race and space making orlando arts more inclusive and he's looking at like bipoc people people of color uh and barriers to them taking part in the arts and culture scene here in yes. Orlando. 
and apparently there's a lot of a lot of barriers. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, from what I've read, the stories I've read, it kind of boils down to there's just there's a lot of people who want to do a lot of these shows, but they don't always get picked for the parts. Right. And then people say, well, how come there aren't people of color in these shows? Well, they're not getting picked for the parts. Got to pick for the parts. Yeah. I like saying that. Pick for the pick part. For the you got to get picked for the part. Yeah, yeah. Plus, you have you have a lot of theater written, and you have this idea of what it's supposed to be. Well, the person who is in Guys and Dolls is yeah. supposed to be, uh, you know, a white person because that's how it was in 1960. Right, right. Well, you don't have to cast it that way. Well, it's kind of like that. Brid- <laughs> Did you see Bridgerton on Netflix yet? No, I haven't. It's like a period thing. Uh-huh. Uh, but it's like blind, colorblind casting. Yeah. So there's, it takes place in, I don't know, like what do you, what time period Whatever. would you call that? I like, don't know. I haven't seen it. Queens and stuff and estates. Like 1700s? Yeah. Sure. Okay. I don't know. Wigs and fancy yeah, dresses yeah. and stuff. But then there's also black people who are in positions of power. They're like black aristocrats. And, and I was with someone the other night and they're like, oh, I couldn't get into it. Because uh, it's just not realistic. I couldn't get past that. And I was like, who cares? Yeah. Who even cares? Who cares? This is great. And yeah. you get to see butts. Yeah. Like, why? Just just watch it, man. Oh, we're in my backyard and there's a screech owl oh. uh, flying around. Did he get a little. He must have got did something. Did he get a mouse or something? Yeah. A lizard? Uh, Last thing, Brendan, then we got to go. We got a cool job alert. Oh, I saw this. I want my wife to do it. The Amway Center, they're looking to hire a Zamboni driver. I want to drive a Zamboni. <laughs> I put that song in the post. Yeah. Yeah, so if you're looking for a little seasonal on-the-side job and you know your way around a chilling system, uh huh. check it out. You could be a, a skater chaser. Sca- <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks, John, for hosting here. Of course. Thank You're you, always welcome. Thank you, everybody, for Stay listening. Stay here all week if you want. We wish you a really happy new year. Yes. Uh, we look forward to bringing you even more hyper-local news through 2021. We'll see you next year. Ha-ha! <laughs>